Dear The Last Day. Finally, a beautiful name for an episode. Stefan and Elena's storyline here reminds me why I've flipped from being a diehard Delena fan to staunchly Stelena. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear The Last Day. If I was of drinking age when I watched this episode for the first time, I would have needed several drinks to get through it. Just kidding. Elixirs of life and beautifully bad-looking villains make this storyline truly immortal. Sincerely, Anusha. Amazing. I love that we both had, like, alliteration. Beautiful bad guys. I love it. Welcome to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of The Vampire Diaries, Season 2, Episode 20, The Last Day. I'm your host, Bridget, and we have a guest with us today! Hi, Anusha! Hi! We won't be delving into future episodes, but we will be discussing this episode, The Last Day, in detail. You've been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and resources. This is the episode where Damon is willing to go to great lengths to prevent Elena from being a victim of Klaus's plan to break the curse, putting him at terrible odds with Stefan. Yes. Damon and your great lengths. Yes. My God. Yeah. Okay, Anusha, I've prepared a previously on. Um, just finish the sentence. We thought the sun and the moon curse was placed on werewolves and vampires, mm-hmm. but actually the curse is placed on... Klaus. Klaus isn't just a vampire, he's also from a bloodline of... Werewolves. You're doing very well. Mary Beth really struggled with these. (laughs) Uh Which is fair, it's like, it's her first watch, so... Ah, yeah, of course. I mean, I think that, like, honestly, it would be a dream for me to sort of be on some kind of, like, a Vampire Diaries super fan quiz type situation, like... I you mean, could totally do it. I think you would do better than I would. No, yeah. I think you. No, like I just watched the whole no, no, thing no, no, like no. a couple. Of, <laughs> you would do better. <laughs> maybe it's like if there is enough of some enthusiasm on that idea, we should have like a quiz for uh, the people who watch our, you know, um, whatever. Ah, Vampire Jeopardy. <laughs> yes. Anyway. All right, Anusha. If this curse was broken, Klaus will become a... Um, a, hy- a true hybrid. Correct. Yeah. I love that you added true, <laughs> a true hybrid. Like yeah. Elijah's words. Nice. This person just found out about vampires in the last episode and is freaking out. That person is... Jenna. Klaus can only be killed when he is in... When he is breaking the curse? Close. When he's in transition. Yes, correct. <laughs> I knew you would get it. So now we can start the episode now that we have the that information out of the way. So we start with Damon. He's listening to what's happening downstairs. He's lying in his bed shirtless. Good job, everyone. Good job. <laughs> and he's hearing Elijah say... Tonight's the full moon, which means Klaus is probably going to break the curse tonight. Yeah. And straight on, Elijah knows his brother pretty well. So he's explaining to them everything that we just said. He's going to become a true hybrid. Good job on word perfect stuff, Anusha. (laughs) No, I'm obsessed with Daniel Gillies, like the way he um, says his dialogues. I feel like they really stick, you know, good acting. I remember what he says. Totally. Just overall, like. Yeah, he's eerily very calm um, for all of this to be happening. And he's got this like elixir that will resuscitate Elena, he says, that he first procured for Catherine. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's very important that we stop Klaus because he's going to become a danger to both vampires and to werewolves if he does this transition. Yeah. And Damon comes in and has put on a shirt in the meantime. And he says, then why are we waiting to kill this guy? And Elena's like, because yeah. Bonnie's going to die. Like, we, we need to, you know, he's like, but I'll write her a great eulogy. A great eulogy. <laughs> oh, my God. That line, I was like, really? I mean, I know that they're not like BFFs, but I feel like that decision should have just been a like a little bit harder. But despite totally. that, this was one of my, like, I really like these lines. Like, in this show, I thought, like, I mean, on this episode, I... This was one of the lines that really stuck with me. Me too. Um, But yeah, it's hard because it's another reminder that like our only woman of color character is just being offered up by this white dude who like fought in the Confederate war to save his girlfriend. It's like, okay, we can get into that, but like in a bit, but this Bonnie sort of 
Yeah, this was just out of the blue, especially because Bonnie's not even in this scene. She's not in this episode it, it at is, all. In this episode, exactly, yeah. And they're and just talking like, about, like, we could just sacrifice her. Well, Damon is. Exactly. But Stefan's like, let's yeah. focus, okay? And Elijah just, like, lists yeah. off the ingredients for the Break the Curse recipe, which is, like, you know, he'll sacrifice the werewolf and the vampire and then the doppelganger. When they're having this discussion, so Damon brings up how you know, maybe they could use like one of John's rings or, you know, and then I think Elijah is like, oh, it's, it right. only works on supernatural uh, people. No, it only works on humans uh, against, like it protects humans against death due to supernatural reasons. But a doppelganger is a supernatural occurrence. Yeah. So I was like, Hmm. I mean, I just thought this was a little bit of a weak link in the kind of the universe of right. rules on this show, because usually they're like really consistent and like solid. Mm-hmm. But I was like, mm, I don't I don't know. I was like not convinced. Yeah. You can feel the writers being like, yeah. oh, shit, people are going to wonder yeah. about the ring. So we need to write exactly. something in. <laughs> but again, Interesting. I love, I can see, I can see Elena's like Match.com profile now. I'm a supernatural yeah. occurrence and I love long yeah. walks on the beach. <laughs> long walks to waterfalls. But despite that, I think I do give props to the writers because they thought about it and they tried to tie it up. You know, they could have just like not addressed it. But exactly. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, I guess you, they win some, they lose some. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> They're like, shut up. We're just trying to like get to our finale. <laughs> All right, so all of this listing off of the ingredients that Elijah is doing is intercut with Greta and Klaus getting ready for this spell. And Greta is, like, fondling the moonstone, and Klaus, like, very weirdly, like, sexily, like, takes it from her. <laughs> and it's it's so strange, but we can hear Elijah say, Klaus will sacrifice a vampire and a werewolf over this. And back to Elena, she's like, where do I fit in? And he says, you are the final part of the ritual. He must drink your blood to the point of your death and they all look around like oh no and i'm like you guys you've known this the whole time yeah um but elena is like okay i'm putting my trust in this like musty looking bottle and damon is like but is there an expiration date on this elixir yeah um, he, I, so i get where damon's coming from like it is a good point maybe bonnie could have brewed up a new one like no, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, why doesn't anybody think of giving her a call? Like, yeah, right? really? <laughs> like she should know about this. But anyway, um, Damon looks to Stefan, hoping that he'll be outraged by this plan, and Stefan yeah. is resigned. And yeah, Damon's just like, oh, like so frustrated. Elena's like, are we sure that it's happening tonight? Like, do you think Klaus has everything he needs? Yeah. And Elijah's like, yeah, definitely. yeah he's been planning this for like 1000 years yeah i think he's ready i think he's good yeah (laughs) and uh we go over to the lockwood mansion where karen is leaving tyler a message as she's walking up the stairs as she says you know i've had a terrible fall please come home come home is mouthed at the same time by like the reveal which is that the man witch is there maddox yeah and uh she hangs up and she goes why did i say that and he says because you had a terrible fall and then he just like magics her down the stairs yeah and it's really gruesome and grotesque it is the way that she Agreed. falls yeah i was actually like you know i was disturbed when i watched that actually i i i've watched it like this episode i think a couple of times and i always notice that the the themes like the of violence especially in actual fight scenes uh they are quite gruesome yes and it happens often that uh supernatural uh, elements on this show is like their preferred method of violence is actually uh, throwing people yeah and then pushing them off the stairs and it's right. disturbing yeah it's very dramatic too like visually yeah. it's very like oh you know which is definitely what they were going for so yeah good job <laughs> yeah <laughs> nervously laugh. over at the salvatore house damon is casually just sipping on bourbon or whiskey or something and stefan comes out he's like breakfast of champions huh <laughs> and Damon is like, why the fuck are you doing this? Yeah. And Stefan says, I trust Elena's instincts. She's trusted me, and now I've got to trust her. And he says, you know, Damon, she chose to trust you too. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Damon is 
like, well, maybe you shouldn't trust her instincts if she trusts me. And he he throws a little bit of bourbon at him. I don't know if you saw that moment where he's just like throws mm-hmm. it and Stefan's like real mature. You got me wet. Thanks. Now I smell like bourbon. Yeah. And then fast forward like seven years, they have their own company now. So, so yeah, yeah. Brothers Bourbon, they're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I feel like this episode has a lot to do with the relationship between Damon, Stefan and Elena. I think that yes. this episode was very heavy on that sort of dynamic between uh, the three of them and then individually between you know Stefan and Damon, Stefan and Elena and Damon and Elena. And I really like to see that. But obviously, as we get into this episode, we will discuss how this is arguably one of the most critical episodes of this entire show. And, yes. Um, the yeah, crux so of let's... the love triangle is really here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as I said in my intro, like, it makes me very firmly Stelena. Like, I know we're we're laughing yeah. at how Stefan is just like, she trusted me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, I do love that he trusts her and that he wants exactly. this to be her choice and that he's not trying to insert his will to dominate over hers. Exactly. Because, like, of course Stefan would love for Elena to be a vampire. They could be together forever. That's what he wants. Yeah. But, like, he's never going to say that and he because he's like, it's not my decision. He learned his lesson with Damon in a way. Like, he, exactly. he learned what it's like when you force a person that you love to turn and he never wants to do that again so i feel like stefan is like the consent king over here 100 like, percent like... agree i think that stefan is always concerned um about like about elena and he always has her best interest and as much as he yeah. wants her to you know be around and like as much as he loves her i think that he never sort of allows his sort of own selfish interests to come in the way. And I think it's a beautiful sort of parallel that you drew between like Stefan learning that lesson from his brother and now sort of him seeing his brother have that opportunity to do better, but then, you know, okay, we'll get into it and it doesn't work out as as Stefan hoped. But um, yeah, I think that's yeah. a beautiful parallel. But also, this this is exactly why, and I think I made that in one of my notes here, that I love to see the contrast between the characters of Damon and Stefan. And I think part of why we love this show so much yes. and we love that dynamic is because they are so different, right? I think if Damon and Stefan were exactly the same, obviously we wouldn't have that much to yeah. talk about and wouldn't make for an interesting storyline. Exactly. Uh, but that being said, like I think when somebody has this type of a personality i think their character arc developed really strongly like over the show so that's really interesting to see but i love to see the contrast yes. as well but i do feel bad for elena because she gets stuck in the middle yeah. she does yeah and we'll get to that a little bit later um inside the house elijah and elena are having pretty much the same conversation where you know elijah is like why are you willing to trust this yeah. And she's like, because Klaus is here because of me, you know, and that's why she's willing to risk be- being dead so that she can stop more people from getting hurt. There's a little bit of a flaw in her logic, which is that Klaus is going to hurt people no matter what. But I think she would feel guilty if she tried to save her own hide and that that would be the reason why then he hurt her loved ones. It's, I don't know, it sounds like something that she could work through in therapy. But I mean, well, no, there has been no conversation about mental health on this show at all. I think that if this show was filmed today, there would be therapy scenes. Yeah. I just have that feeling. And I'm glad that that conversation is changing in sort of pop culture. Agreed. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, Alaric is like, Jenna, it's me. And Damon and Elena and Stefan oh, walk yeah. into the hallway and they're like, prove that you're Alaric. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So the first night that Jenna and I were together, Jeremy walked in right as I was about okay. to. Okay, yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's him. Yeah. You know, I would love to, I think that that, like, I w- I really like to see, like, all of their expressions. Like, if you pause the that scene, right? Like, you could see, like, everyone, like, wait, what is he saying? You know, it's really, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Elena, who's like, oh, I don't need to hear this. (laughs) Um, But, you know, this is a great method of, like, figuring out who someone is when, you know, it's like, maybe they should uh, use this more. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. (laughs) But they're like, why would Klaus let you go? And he says, he let me go to deliver a message. The sacrifice happens tonight. 
Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So over at the hospital, we see Karen is in the hospital, but she's alive. They're showing her his mom waking up and like yeah. he's kind of facing the window. So his back is facing the ca- the camera. Yeah. I'm just like, this guy's like this story, like his sto- um, character needs a better storyline. And like yes. there needs to be more consistency. Like, okay, so where have you been? Like you just... Right. You know, it's like you have all the questions so that Caroline has. Yeah, yeah. And, and anyway, I've actually made that uh, comment as well. Like, I think um, when Jules comes into the picture, we'll probably get into that more. But I definitely feel like they could have, they could have written more of him into into I guess the scenes. But also, like overall, I feel like his storyline wasn't that great or consistent. But yeah. okay, whatever. Like, you know, he's back and this season is pretty heavy on the werewolf sort of mythology. So, you right. know, it makes sense. And the other note that I had was I feel like they've cast um, Carol Lockwood really well. I feel like she's just mm. well suited to play the mayor slash first lady. Like, totally. She has this kind of, she's a very firm kind of person. I think like when she's walking and the way she talks and like the way she introduces herself, I think she's done a good job kind of bringing that character life life especially because she's not like she's not a main character like we don't see her as much as the the others but despite that I feel like her part was pretty memorable so yeah absolutely it's funny we had a a listener write in her name's Becca and she said every time she's getting her nails done they're playing like soap operas in the background and uh, the woman who plays Kara Lockwood is on it and she's Ah. she says she always like makes up dialogue in her head in the in my Karen Lockwood voice, <laughs> so. Oh. But going over to the grill where Caroline sort of vamp appears behind Matt, they have a little cute moment, and then as soon as she leaves, he runs right over to the sheriff's booth like a good little boy, and it's kind of a repeat of their last convo where he's like, "I don't want to keep putting up a show," yeah. except that now he's starting to be like. I kind of wonder that she's the same Caroline because he's like, I don't think she's faking it. Mm -hmm. The sheriff is like, no, she doesn't have a soul anymore. And he's like, there's nothing about her that makes me believe that. 100%. Yeah. So I actually pretty much liked like Liz Forbes character on the show. Like I think generally she's has acted well and she seems like a friendly lady. I like her friendship with Damon um you know just she's like a hard-working sort of single mom and trying to do her best you know like solid character but something about that conversation I feel like between Liz and Matt and I don't know if you've had that feeling as well like today when I was watching it for the first time I felt like it was a like kind of reminiscent of like this political narrative against minorities or immigrants you know it's like you don't know anything about their like their struggle you you sort of know one person who might have done something bad and then you're just like they're monsters or they're like they're all like that you never know like you can't trust them painting with a broad brush yeah so Mm -hmm. you know but you're right like I think Matt is sort of becoming wise because he's seeing that like she she's not really a different person but you know and exactly the thing that really stood out to me was when Liz said that it's been in their family like they've been sort of fighting this, you know, it's it's like a belief, like an ideology, you know, so you it can't be right, any other way. raised with this. Yeah, exactly. But it's also at some point that has to stop being people's reason for stuff. It's like if you get new information, exactly, then work with it, you know, yeah. adjust. And she she is kind of processing how yeah. someone like Damon could be her friend. Yeah. And she says, but he killed Vicky. Like, what other proof do we need? And that's true. Like, she's grappling yeah. with what we've been grappling with about Damon for two seasons now. So, yeah. Matt says, you know, Damon's the problem, not Caroline. We should yeah. focus on killing him. And she's like, I'm sorry I involved you. You can go. Yeah. And exactly. it's like, okay, well, cool. Involve this 17-year-old and then be like, just kidding. Exactly. They killed your sister. Now you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you're <laughs> okay. a law enforcement officer. Like, you should really not be in a sting operation with your daughter's minor friend and, like, spying on her. Boy. There's, like, so many things that are, like, not okay about this, you know? Yes. <laughs> Lines are being crossed. Yes. <laughs> Oh, speaking about lines being crossed, uh, we go back to the Salvatore house and Alaric is like, 
what did I do while I was blacked out as Klaus? <laughs> and we're like, oh no. Um. <laughs> but Elena leaves to go find Damon and she goes up to Damon's room. And this is the scene that we were talking about before. Oh my God. Like this scene though, like to our listeners, I mean, if you haven't watched this scene, like, or if you don't know what we're talking about, please go back and watch it. So it's in Damon's room, you know, Damon and Elena are sort of talking about what might happen when, you know, Klaus tries to break the curse. And, you know, like Elena says she wants to go with it and it's her choice. And if she dies, then, you know, that's she dies. also her choice. Yeah. She's yeah. an acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. And she uh, doesn't say to him, I would rather die than become yeah. a vampire. But he also doesn't even bring it up, really. Exactly. Like, he just has the idea as she's leaving. And he's like, there is another way. And then he force feeds her his own blood. Exactly. And she even is, she's saying no, no, no. as he's yes. about to make her yeah. drink it. And so he knows that she doesn't want this. Like, but Stefan comes in a little too late and, and separates them. And he's like, what did you do? And Damon says, this way I know she'll come back. And I love Paul Wesley's de- delivery on the line, as a vampire. She'll come back yeah. a vampire. Yeah. Um, and Damon's all like, it's better than nothing else. Yes. And Stefan so, says yeah. the most important line, which is, how could you of you... all people take yeah. that decision away from her? Yeah. Mic Ooh. drop. Yeah. Yeah, chills. Chills, my man, my king of consent. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, okay, so let's just sort of rewind to like before he force feeds her the blood. When I was watching yeah. the scene, I was like, what how is nobody talking about how they have basically started dating in this scene? Like Oh, they're yeah. fully having like a romantic like they're having a moment you know he's like oh I can't do this with like you know I can't like I think he says something like I don't want to lose you and she's like oh you won't and then they're like it's not platonic guys like it is so obvious like why is nobody talking about this but anyway I was like yeah. whatever we'll wait it's fine like we'll wait. yeah it's but- like an emotional affair a little bit yes exactly and at this point yeah. for me I was like it's it's fine like obviously like she's best friends with like her boyfriend's brother but like right many lines are being crossed here like i don't know what stefan feels that she but... takes his hand she like yeah. takes his hand and like holds it to her chest yeah yeah it's a little bit oh are you is this yeah. like are you telling him this like as a friend like what is happening you know like <laughs> this whole thing you know how like there's like these two people in every group is like, oh, we're just friends. And like everybody knows that they're not just friends. It's like, <laughs> you know, I was just like, guys, like what's happening? I love this scene because of how intense it was emotionally. I think Damon was extremely emotional. It's obviously Elena's like going through like a million things. She has no idea how to process what's happening. And then Stefan is like, okay, like we are not, they're literally re- reliving their past, you know, with the whole like, yeah, you know, Catherine thing. So for him, I think it's just so much trauma for everyone on this show. Yeah, so that's it's so like, true because Catherine did this to them. She exactly. fed them her blood, and they didn't know they were gonna come back. Exactly. Oof. <laughs> you know, I think the reason why, because you've asked this question before, like, why yeah. do people love Damon so much when there's so much like classic yeah. sort of abusive or like taking away consent behavior, yeah. like he does here, and I. I thought about that with the the scene and I wanted to like float this to you because I had this idea that maybe the reason why people fantasize so much about Damon is because in Elena's place, they would want to be a vampire and they would want to live in this world, but that's not what Elena wants. So that's what makes it icky. Agreed. Yeah, I think you're right. In fact, I mean, later on in this episode, there's again, like this episode is really sort of um, exemplary when it comes to the writers kind of romanticizing what it means to be human, like from the vampire perspective. We've talked about this in the past, Mm -hmm. but I think in this episode, they've kind of they talk about it like two or three times, like what it means to be human and all the experiences you miss out when you're a vampire and things like that. But like, I mean practically you look at it and like you have the option of like 
dying and then coming back to life as opposed to just staying dead i don't think the option yeah. would be that simple like oh i don't want to be a vampire like i know you're saying that like okay it's a show but like the alter when you actually have an alternative to death and that and there are aspects of vampirism that are actually beneficial and some of them are not yeah. i don't think it's yeah. like a simple argument to, to make that oh it's a question of consent and like she what well, she just wanted to die at the age of 17 and it's all fine like we should respect it i i think she absolutely should be given the choice to decide but i just don't think it's a simple decision to make but apart from that what i thought was additionally problematic to, other than what damon did with, with force feeding elena his blood is when they get into that sort of fight right stefan and damon and stefan's like what did you do he's just like you know go ahead like wish me an eternity of misery you just i know that you wish you had the balls to do it yourself like what are you saying like yeah. like it's like damon is insinuating that we both know that this is what you wanted to do you just were too afraid to do it like it's yeah i know that damon is like i personally like damon because he's not afraid to accept the dark sides of him right but this is not okay like this is actually yes. crossing a line it's like nobody is human and everybody has like um aspects of their personality that you know are not perfect or are not ideal but you can't act on everything that you feel you know so right and this also reveals that he thinks stefan is weak for respecting elena exactly i don't know i just feel like this was yeah obviously it's like a bad look for damon like this this episode <laughs> um yeah but well he tries he tries later he does yes. realize later how bad he fucked up exactly and then he does what he always does which is drink bourbon yeah <laughs> this is like what are you gonna do you're an immortal guy like yeah you know and another thing that happens in the middle of this like because stefan pummels damon yeah he, like just starts hitting him like over and over and over again yeah. and we've never really seen that from stefan yeah. with damon i don't think um, and Damon puts a stop to it by putting a bedpost through Stefan's stomach. You know, just a typical brotherly yeah. fight. <laughs> but Alaric and Jenna enter, and Elena is like, get Damon out of here. And Alaric tells Jenna to go get the blood bags in the basement to help Stefan. And she has a little bit of like a, what? And then she just does it. Yeah, it's like... Which is cool. I know it's like Jenna going from not knowing anything to being like, get the blood bags. Active. And she's yeah. like, oh, she's we like, just okay. have like spare blood in the house, in the fridge. like in, yeah. in She's like, sachet. don't ask too many questions. Don't ask too many questions. Yeah. yeah. Elena, meanwhile, pulls the bedpost out of Stefan's stomach. You go, girl. And he's on the ground, like, writhing in pain. And his head is in her lap. And even though he's, like, still in pain from this fight, he's still saying how sorry he is that this just yeah. happened to her. Stefan for the win, man. Yeah, absolutely. Downstairs, Elijah is calmly putting away the musty old bottle. And he's like, sounds like you won't be needing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And Damon is like, whatever. Yeah. Elijah's like sort of the, he's, I think, the one sort of sibling that every household might benefit from having. You know, when the whole, when the, like, when the whole house is on fire, he's just like calmly sort of escorting everyone out. He's like. Sipping his coffee going, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I have a plan. Yeah. Except he's actually the guy who's like, everything is fine. It's fine. Like, I don't get anxious. I, he's probably the only yeah. guy on the show. I feel like who's genuinely good at handling, like, you know, these situations. I bet he practices stoicism. Probably. Well, how much you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you have a brother like Klaus, I feel like you do. Need yeah, you to, gotta yeah. learn how to be a Zen master it's for true. sure. <laughs> and he's just like, I just love his presence on on set. You know, he just yes. he's really the embodiment of like less is more. You know. Mm, I love that. Yeah, he does have a very straightforward delivery too. When he looks at Damon yeah. and he says, "The thing is, Damon, you talk a good game, but you don't actually know anything." Yeah, because she'll never forgive you. And never for a vampire is a very long time. Yeah. And this is what snaps Damon out of it. Because it's like, yeah, you still haven't forgiven Stefan, have you? Like, yeah. have a little empathy, Damon, if you were in her place. Yeah. Hey. So upstairs, uh, Stefan is suckling on a blood bag. Uh, Jenna and Warwick <laughs> excuse themselves. 
And in the hallway, Alaric is like, I'm I'm so sorry about all this. He's like, I really yeah. tried to protect you from all of it. He says, I should have known that known... you could handle it. And she's like, can I? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, it's, yes, you should have known that she can handle it. I mean, Jeremy can handle it. Everybody else can handle it. Like, right, uh, children are handling it. <laughs> yeah, I just, so this is for me another example. I think I brought this up in Elena's case before, but it's like, it's more relevant now, I think, because it's like the, there is a tendency for the writers to sort of infantilize some women characters, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, this is definitely a good example of that. Yeah, or certainly Alaric is admitting that he underestimated her. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she has this beautiful moment where she says, I'm glad you're okay. I should have said that already. Yeah. And they kiss. They yeah. have a little kiss. Ah! I really love Matt Davis's face as she says this too. Like I think I I wasn't a huge fan of his acting as Klaus. I love him when he's Alaric. It's he's so good. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Back to where Stefan and Elena are, you know, processing what just happened. Stefan looks at her and he says, we've never talked about this, what this all means. And she's like, it doesn't matter. And he's like, of course it matters. He goes, hey, it matters. And I love it. He's like, He's the best therapist, you know what I mean? Like, he realizes that she's having big feelings, isn't ready to talk about it. And he's like, I want you to come somewhere with me. And we'll see where that somewhere is later. Back at the hospital, Jules uh, shows up and she says to Tyler, I told you not to come. We need to get out of here because it's the full moon tonight. We need to lock ourselves up. And yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, no. So, you know, there's like, so that scene again, right? Like in the hospital where... Jules like she spots Tyler and I watched this other review I think of this episode once and there's this guy and he made this joke which I was like oh my god yeah he's right and it's like who is Jules even in Tyler's life she just met him and she's like don't come visit your mom in the hospital yeah. like why like why would he listen to her you know I think so, my my insight on that is that in the same way that Stefan was a vampire mentor for Caroline I think she's trying to do that for Tyler yeah. but we haven't seen any scenes of that happening See, for them exactly. if they had gone back and forth between that yeah. maybe that would have been helpful and she does care about him I think as in like they've made that pretty clear but it is like kind of shocking like she's just like what are you doing here right and it's like well I mean yeah she's like his mom is literally in the hospital right so. she's almost taken a surrogate mother role because when Caroline stumbles upon Jules and Tyler coming out of the hospital um Jules is like I'll give you a minute only a minute Tyler and I'm like go away yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. so that's so interesting because I think this is the first time on this show where I'm seeing so Tyler's actually like portrayed as like this aggressive male character yes, very much so and yet it's Jules that's sort of like his um you know like his mentor in a, in a sense it's usually not this dynamic is so rare yeah that's very true yeah and she's she's trying to instill responsibility into him which is like we yeah. don't inflict ourselves on humans around the full moon which is funny because yeah that's not that's not where she was when we first saw her like there isn't a whole lot of yeah. focus on Jules, but when she showed up in Mystic Falls, she was just like killing humans left and right and had no problem with it, like strangers. So I wonder everyone. if Tyler yeah. is the one that was like, no, if we do this, we do this right and we lock ourselves up. And maybe she's kind of come on board since he's like the only person she has now because the vampires slaughtered the rest of her werewolf pack. So right. maybe they've had a couple of yeah. compromises. But yeah, we're really reaching to fill in the, the gaps that the writers left for that. I know there's a lot of story to get through, exactly. but yeah, they really didn't uh, support that at all. Yeah. So Caroline is here and she looks as Jules walks away and she's like, what, you two are like friends now? And I'm like, yeah, the person who <laughs> kidnapped you and let them torture you. And he was going to let them kill you, I guess. And Tyler's like, she's helping me. And huge props to Caroline for holding her tongue. Very Like a lot of progress for her. And she yes. says, well, anyway, I'm just here to check on your mom, but how are you? And he's like, hanging in there. And it's this weird, vague kind of like poker game where neither of them wants to up the ante. And he bails and he's like, I'm just going to get going. And she's like, you're leaving again? And he turns around. This is this is really where they get to the crux of what's happening. And he says, I left for a reason, Caroline. 
And she's like, oh, really? Well, your yeah. reason must have gotten lost in the mail along with your goodbye. Uh, but they can't continue to hash this out because who enters but Klaus's witch Maddox with Greta? Um, mm-hmm. And they, yeah. you know, magic them to the ground and they're going to kidnap them. And Greta just thinks this is the coolest thing ever. She's like, let's go. And I'm like, who the fuck are you, Greta? Wait, is this? Yeah, exactly. Wait, isn't she the girl that people wanted to save, like, yes! in the past episodes? Oh, yeah. And she's just like, yeah. She's like, yay! Like, Luca. And- she's more enthusiastic than Klaus is. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get to I that, because so- Elena asks her about the Martins later. But, um... Yeah. At, over at the grill, Matt is leaving Caroline a voicemail because they were supposed to meet up, and she's not there. And he's like, we need to talk. It's important. What do you think he was going to say? Like, do you think he was going to tell her about her mom? Yeah, I mean, so I think that probably Matt is now at this point of like, I can't take this anymore. Like the guilt is probably getting to him because clearly he's so it's different when you're like, it's different when you're protecting your family member from something and you are hiding things from them. But this is different. Like he's actively actively conspiring with Caroline's mom against Caroline. So I can imagine how that's like a yeah. big conflict, especially when you're in a relationship with this person. And yeah. Um, yeah, I would imagine that, you know, he wants to like come clean to her. But um, that yeah, that's what I think. But like in general, I love what's going to happen. Like the next scene in the grill. Oh, my God. I I yeah. am a huge fan yes. of and Damon scenes like we needed more. of those. Yes. This is the first one we really get. Yeah. So Damon enters the bar and Matt looks at him like with his eyes as wide as saucers, like yeah. that's Damon. <laughs> and Alaric <laughs> comes into the bar as well. And they're sitting there kind of dejected. And Damon says, I screwed up. And Alaric is like, yeah, you think? And a velvety British voice mm-hmm. says, gentlemen, why so glum? And I love how... Damon, this is, I think this may be why you love it, is because, like, Damon is just exasperated and looks at him like, ugh, Klaus, I, I presume. presume. <laughs> like, he's got no respect at yeah. all for the originalness of this. Yeah, he's just like, great. So, like, like we didn't have enough problems yeah. to deal with. Now we have this beautiful, perfect, like, you know, polished, like, horrible person from whom there is no, like, you know, escape. Exactly. But I think that, like, there is something... Obviously, like, it's the way in which they've constructed this show. I think there's always a little bit of a banter, I think, between Klaus and Damon. Or between Klaus and any sort of villain that's trying to confront him, you know? It's like he's too, too, like, secure in himself to kind of, like, validate them with, like, a real response, you know? He's just, like... Sure. He's kidding, right? Like, even when, like, Damon's like, can you postpone this ritual? And and Alaric is, like... He's not kidding, no. Klaus is like, I'm told that you and your brother fancy my doppelganger. And he says, don't do anything you'll regret. And Damon sarcastically goes, ha, ha. (laughs) Great advice. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, that was like a good Klaus, I would say. What you just said, like what you just did. I mean, I love Joseph Morgan. Um, back in high school, Nikki um, made like she's really good at drawing, and she drew mm. a very realistic portrait of Joseph Morgan saying "I fancy you" on a Valentine for me. Wow, <laughs> it was one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. <laughs> anyway, so Klaus leaves, and Damon says, "If I take the werewolf out of the equation, I can buy Elena another month before the next full moon." And Alaric is like, yeah, you're not going to live to see the next full moon if you do that. And Damon's like, well, are you going to help or what? And Alaric's like, yeah, of course, buddy. (laughs) I love this scene as well. So I think when I, yeah, because we are not sure like how sort of the Alaric-Damon sort of friendship begins. But what we know is it develops through the show, right? Yes. And again, like one of the reviews, I think one of the people that did a review of this show on YouTube, like he was hilarious. He was like, you know, like Alaric's a real one because, you know, it's like you have this friend and he's like, hey, so this is this potentially fatal situation that I need you to like, help me with. And then they're just like, what do you what do you want me to do? I'll do it. Like, well, Alaric, they're his family now. Like he, he lost Isabel. He spent years obsessively looking for her and didn't build connections with anyone in the meantime. And then these are the first people that feel the stakes of his life. So I bet it feels like it's his yeah. family. 
in a way. Exactly. Um, speaking of feeling like family, I love how Stefan treats Elena when they're in the woods and she's like, I'm tired. And he's like, you ready to talk about your feelings yet that I know you have that you don't want to talk about? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I, I don't really know how I'm feeling. This morning I was wondering if I'd live or die, and now I'm going to be a vampire. I just, I don't know. And they walk up upon this waterfall, and she's like, wow, this is beautiful. But she can't really take it in. If you look at Nina's face and how she's acting, it's like the beauty, it doesn't make up for what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. And Stefan says, I think you do know how you feel, and I just want you to know it's okay to tell me. And Elena says, I can't. And he nods understandingly. And he says, all right, it's your choice if you tell me or not. Today is about you. But it's a long way to the top. So you never know what might come up. Like he's being a really good boyfriend slash therapist slash support slash like, I mean, he treats her the way you'd want like a supportive family member to treat you. Like he's not being like, we'll get to spend the rest of our lives together. Is that so bad? Like he's like making space for her. You know, yeah. and I just love it. Yeah, like Stefan has just like he shines, you know, like in this episode. Yes. But I do feel like it's kind of a bit like it's perfect. It's too perfect, you know. Like I mean, how is he suppressing all of his feelings right now? You know. Ooh, yeah. So we go over to Alaric's apartment, and Catherine is there. She's like looking for some blood bags, and Alaric is at the door and Catherine says, look who's stupid enough to come back. (laughs) And he says, well, someone had to invite him in. And he's like, Damon, would you uh, like to come in? Mm -hmm. And Damon walks in and Catherine's like, are you trying to get me killed? And Damon is like, I gave you some Ravain. I'm here to call in that favor. Where is the werewolf being kept? And she's like, no, I'm not going to tell you. And he's like, oh, really? Well, what if I told you Elena has vampire blood in her system and you're going to have to compete with her love for with, with mm-hmm. for Stefan's love with her for forever? And she's like, the tomb. They're keeping them in the tomb. So as much as I didn't like, you know, the tactics or whatever, like against Catherine, I did love the fact that Damon sort of used Catherine's own style of manipulation against her. Like he knows that, Catherine loves Stefan and also I'm surprised that Catherine still loves Stefan after all of this I'm like really like time has passed like everyone's on their own like you're literally running for your like for your life and like still somehow this makes a difference so and Damon has clearly gotten over the fact that Catherine loves Stefan and not him and he's even using it to kind of get information out of her kind of so I was like okay that's kind of an interesting dynamic I guess but like why has she like no like I feel like Damon had the opportunity to kill like Catherine, but he just, you know, didn't do it. So yeah, I think he does still have a lot of hurt about it, but maybe his hurt about Elena is a little bit yeah bigger at this moment. And I do get why Catherine loves Stefan, or you know, why she thinks she loves Stefan because yeah. he did see her, or he thought he did, and he genuinely yeah. <laughs> said "I love you" to her, and like I think she's been looking for that her whole life. I feel like everything that you just said is just like qualified with like a million like asterisks because like he yes. thought that he said that or she thought that she loved him. <laughs> yes, because of how fucking complicated yeah. the ins and outs of the plot are. Yeah, <laughs> nobody understands consent on this. Yes, in on the exactly in the love triangles. No yeah. one, uh, other than my baby Stefan. Anyway, so we go to the two. Yeah. <laughs> And Caroline is coming too, and she's like, ah, those witches verveined me. And Tyler is totally out of it. He's like, who were they? And she's like, they're with Klaus. And he's like, who's Klaus? And she's like, oh, fuck, you got to watch the previously on, man. (laughs) Meanwhile, we go back to uh, the waterfall where Stefan and Elena are chasing waterfalls. (laughs) And Elena says, you know, so Bonnie can make me a daylight ring, right? And he's like, yeah, piece of cake. And she's like, well, I'll never be able to watch Bambi again. So she's like starting (laughs) to lean into this idea and trying to make it better and with like some humor. Yeah. And she says, what's the best part of being a vampire? Like she's trying to cope by trying to get excited about it. And he says, well, you feel invincible. Like you could do anything, be anyone. Kind of like cocaine, sounds like. Um, And and she's like, but what's the worst part? Say no to drugs, kids. Yeah, say no to drugs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> say no to vampire blood um, 
little nod to True Blood there. Um, so she says, what's the worst part? And he's like, you know the worst part. She says, aside from the blood. And he says, anger becomes rage. Sadness becomes despair. Grief and loss can cripple you, which explains why Damon did what he did earlier. He's just like, he can't lose Elena. But I'm just like, yeah, y'all didn't get into really the worst part, which is the immortality, I think. Like, you're just going to be alive forever, which is not exactly, yeah. Right. It's kind of dark. Yeah. Yeah. But he says it's why so many of us turn our emotions off is because it's all just very overwhelming. Yeah. And he says, he admits, for me, the good wasn't worth the bad Mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah. And she says, how long before you learned how to handle both? And he says, I'm still trying every day. Yeah. He's a great vampire sponsor. Agreed. I love him. Yeah. So we go over to Alaric's apartment where Klaus comes in. Um, and immediately it's almost like he can smell that Damon and Alaric have been there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what have you been doing, Katerina? And she's like, making coffee. And he compels her to answer. And she's like, making coffee. Mm-hmm. And he fucking senses something is off. And he's like, why don't you go and uh, take your daylight necklace the, off the, yeah. and go and burn in the sun? And she's like, oh, no. And then she does, does it, it oh, until my God. he says to stop. So Catherine, firstly, I mean, honestly, she's just really like the powerhouse of the women on this show. Like yeah. she could do anything to survive, even yes. if it's almost dying on purpose yeah. just to make uh, to get somebody to like believe that she's still under compulsion yeah but also I feel like Joseph Morgan's acting in this scene oh my god like there's this one second where he kind of moves his head and that aligns with the music in like the post-production like he just looks up like this and then there's oh. like this rhythm <laughs> that like you should go back and watch it Ooh, and I, I, love I, it. I just love the post-production team on this show yeah honestly the music all of it like so they've kind so joseph morgan's acting is like so structured i feel like mm. he times when to move his head when he walks across yes. like it's very clear it's not i wouldn't say you know, it's very much like stage acting, I would say. Like, yeah. And it comes across. I would also say it's very vampiric. Like, he's got that stillness yeah. that you would want yes. in sort of a supernatural being. Um, he yes. doesn't have any, like, neurotic movements. He's very confident. <laughs> um, yes. It's just amazing. Yeah. Um, and he now that he knows that, or he thinks he knows that Katarina is still compelled, he's like, I need you to go and do something for me. And and we don't know what it is, but we will find out later. Mm-hmm. So over in the woods, Damon is there to try to like find the tomb where Caroline and Tyler are being kept. And Matt, Matt has followed him, which we find out because when Klaus's witch tries to kill Damon, Matt shoots the witch. It's not a good day to be a hero, Matt. And Matt is like, where's Caroline? What'd you do to her? And Damon puts his hands up and he's like, I'm here to rescue her. And he walks towards Matt and then he takes away his gun and he just hits Matt in the head and knocks him out. And he's like, you're very lucky that I already screwed up once today because you'd be dead. But then he notices that Matt was shooting with wooden bullets and he's like, hmm, file that away for later. You can actually (laughs) see the surprise on his face that it's Matt that saved his life. He's like, because he's usually belittling um matt's character like he's like why are you here like what are you even doing so he was just like wait did you just save my life very true i mean so we go down into the tomb and caroline is catching tyler up she's like the curse is fake klaus needs a sacrifice that's us um and they get a little bit into the why did you leave without saying goodbye and he's like because you hated me and I know that you deserve better than having someone like me in your life. And she says, well, I was hurt because you turned your back on me when I really needed you. But I would never hate you. And you see the relief yeah. on Tyler's face. Yeah. As Damon walks in and trumpets go, dun 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 And Caroline's like, my hero. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Damon is like, your boyfriend's outside with a rifle full of wooden bullets. You have some explaining to do. Tyler goes, Matt knows about you? Yeah. And Caroline's like, no. I And Damon's like, shh, that's tomorrow's problem. Yeah. Let's just get you out of here first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Yeah. So, so you know that conversation like that you just mentioned right, between Tyler and Caroline? I'm just like, when I was yeah. watching that, I was like, Caroline is a little bit um, not like she, I think she's a little bit delusional in this because A, Matt was still <laughs> in the picture. She said that. She literally said that. Like, 
rejected Tyler. And two, he left his own mother and he left the city. Like, I don't think that, you know, you should be surprised from like Tyler's actions, I feel. So anyway, I felt a little bit bad for her, you know, in this scene. Yeah, I get that. Um, I What I don't get is that Damon, didn't he just say he was trying to get the werewolf so that the plan would be delayed for a month? Yeah. And he almost leaves without Tyler. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's like, come on, Caroline, let's yeah. go. And she's like, not without him. Yeah. And I'm like, wasn't this the plan? Exactly. Wait a minute. Yeah. It was just kind of, I think the writers forgot and tried to make it a dramatic moment where Damon was like, don't make me regret this. Yeah. And then he's going to regret it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so anyway, at the top of the waterfall, they finally arrive and Stefan's like, oh, that was nothing. I've climbed Mount Everest. And Elena goes, nobody likes a bragger, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. And they take in the view and he says to her, you can say it, that thing that you've been afraid to say because of how you think it'll make me feel. Yeah. She's like, no, I can't. And he says, I know we've both thought about this. And she's like, then why haven't you ever brought it up? And he said, because I know that if it were an option you would have brought it up. And he said, it would be selfish of me to ask you. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, that didn't stop Damon. And he's like, yeah, he shouldn't have done what he did. He did it because he loves you. And Elena looks at him like, what? We're going to start talking about the elephant in the room? I know. I was like, finally, I was like, if somebody doesn't bring this up, this is going to look dumb for all of you. (laughs) Yep. But she also correctly says, Damon doesn't love me because he doesn't know what love is. Exactly. And neither does she. And she says, to be honest, I don't know if if I know what love is. I'm 17. And this is when she starts to open up. She says that she's been rushed. Like, Damon rushed her to cope with this end of her life. Exactly. And she says, you know, the future, our lives together, those were things I was supposed to cope with as they came along. And... This is the most heartbreaking face that Nina Dobrev makes when she says, I was supposed to grow up, decide if I want to have a kids and start a family. I was supposed to have a lifetime of those choices. And now it's all gone. Yeah. And Stefan is like, hey, say it, please. And she says, I don't want to be a vampire, Stefan. I never wanted to be one. And he just so acceptingly looks at her like, I know. And he hugs her. Yeah. I love it. I think The Vampire Diaries is unique for this dynamic because twilight didn't have this buffy didn't have this like other vampire things that revolve around a human female in in love with a vampire like yeah this is never a thing like in twilight bella just really wants to be a vampire buffy is the slayer and so it's like not a decision and this yeah exactly unique for that 100 percent agree with you yeah and i don't know actually uh the books i'm like i'm not sure how this like played out in the books in the vampire diaries books but i agree with you i think that um stefan is like as much as he's trying to be a good vampire like almost i feel like stefan is trying to and like he's trying to be as human as he can while still being a vampire you know there's still things that he can't control but then there's mm-hmm. things that he can like his humanity and how he treats people so i feel yes that part of him he still tries to connect with elena about it but i do think that i mean it's not very hard to admit that you don't want to be a vampire right like it's it's not like oh my god it's not like she's saying that he is a bad person or something like that you know it's more like I like you know I love you and I understand but like I don't want that for myself I don't yeah. think it should be that hard but okay I get it like I I know that it's emotionally kind of overwhelming um well because but for I, her it's like saying I don't want to be with you be forever. with you exactly that's the thing yeah. and I feel like this this episode is so important in this entire series yes for sure yeah so going over to outside the tomb um, Damon went in when went in when it was still daylight, and it seemed like they only spent five minutes in there. But now all of a sudden it's nighttime as they are emerging, and there's this shot of the full moon. And Caroline helps Matt to his feet. Tyler's like, "My transition is starting," and they're like, "Oh shit, we've got to find where you can lock yourself up." Wait, is this so, the scene where Damon's like, "Oh, grab boy wonder." Grab boy wonder. <laughs> I love that. I love how it's like, a great I love line. One liners, like he has the best lines on the show. I think, yeah, he does. <laughs> so going over to the Salvador house, Stefan's classic red car shows up in the driveway, and so does Klaus. Stefan gets like protectively in front of Elena as she's walking toward Klaus like no and Klaus goes I wouldn't no reason for you to die too and Elena's like 
he's right. It's it. And she's like, I'm fine. There's no reason for you to get hurt. I love you. And they have this beautiful last kiss and this goodbye where Elena is like, close your eyes. And Stefan does. And when he opens them, she's gone. Ooh, it actually made me, it made me tear up a little bit. I know. I like that scene a lot as well. So Stefan goes inside and Alaric is there and he's like, there you are. I thought that the house was empty. And Stefan's like, where is Damon? And so he calls him and Damon answers and he's like, bad time, little bro. <laughs> and uh, Damon's like, I'm saving the day. I figured you'd understand. You can tell Elena to stay put. And Stefan's like, she's already gone. Klaus came to get her. And Damon grimaces and he's like, I'll handle it. And meanwhile, Tyler is starting to wolf out. So they have problems on problems. And there's this hilarious close up on the full moon. You have to go back and watch it, Anusha. It's okay. hilarious. It's like, yes, we get it. Yeah. And Caroline's like, oh, we've got time. And Tyler's like, no, you don't understand. My transitions are happening faster Fast. now. Yeah. And he's like getting out of control and he jumps Damon and he's like spitting I'm and like biting. Yeah, I, this whole time I was like, y'all had like a good one, two, three minutes to run away. Why is Damon sticking around? This is dumb. Yeah, and so he's like, get to the Lockwood cellar. Like, here are the bullets. It'll buy you a couple of seconds. And Matt and Caroline run off to deal with that while Damon goes to try to figure out what's going to happen with Klaus. Over at Alaric's apartment, Klaus is like, where is Maddox? Which is the witch that they've killed. And Catherine's like, I don't know. And he sets up a view of what we'll come to understand as Jules in transition, all locked up. Yes. And um, Catherine's like, where's Elena? And he says, I sent her off with Greta. And we'll see that scene later. And then the door just like opens and Damon vamps in. And Klaus is like, I wasn't aware that you were invited in. Damon's like, I need you to postpone the ritual. And he's like, didn't we already have this conversation? He's like, yeah, yeah but that was before I rescued your vampire and werewolf and killed your witch. He's like, and you can kill me for it. I don't care. Yeah, and he's like, excuse me. <laughs> Catherine looks almost impressed. Yeah. She's just like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Klaus is smiling in a very unnerving way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Katerina, give us a moment. And she does this great moment where she bows to him and like leaves the room. And it just reminded me that like, yeah, she met him in like the middle ages when he was like a lord. Like that's the last time that they spent time together yeah. was <laughs> back when you would bow to someone and leave the room. Yeah. That, I just love that small, small moment. It's really yeah. good. Um, love it. And Klaus says, I've heard about you. Crazy, impulsive vampire in love with his brother's girl. Yeah. And Damon did. So, you know, like up until like season one, some part of season two, you do see Damon trying to joke about like, you know, when there's an insinuation that he likes Elena, he's just like either playing it off, shrugging it off, whatever. Like now he doesn't even like defend it. He doesn't deny it. He just shrugs being like, this is my fate. You know, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Klaus shows him jewels and he's like, the thing about spending a thousand years trying to break a curse is you learn a thing or two. First rule. Always have a backup. Backup back vampire. Backup back witch. Backup back werewolf. It's funny, when he says backup vampire, we think that he's going to sacrifice Damon and they cut away. Exactly. But we'll find out yeah. what's going to happen with that later. So we cut away to the woods where um, Matt and Caroline are desperately trying to get down to the Lockwood cellar. And they, like get themselves in the door where Caroline was for the very first transition that she saw Tyler go through. And Tyler is in there. He's full wolf. And Matt just has this moment of like seeing his friend as a wolf. And it's so bizarre for him. And Caroline's like trying to talk to Tyler. She's like, Tyler, it's me. It's Caroline. And he's just like biting at the door. And that's where we leave them. That's where we leave them when we go back to Alaric's apartment and we see Damon waking up. And Catherine is like very gently feeding Damon a blood bag. It's like a very weirdly tender moment. Yes. I think we understand why she's being so gentle with him a little later. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I had to do it. He would have known I was on Bervain if I hadn't called her to lure her out. And he's like, who'd you call? And then we move on. We find out. Yeah. Because... Elena is trekking through the woods with Greta. Yes. And Elena is like, I, I've heard about you. You're the daughter of Dr. Martin. You're, you're Luca's sister. She's like, they were looking for you. Yeah. And Greta's like, they were wasting their time. I wasn't lost. 
And it sucks to hear that. Well, I mean, you could have sent them a note because they literally, like, they actually died. So, and it doesn't I mean, seem like she gives a shit at all. Man, fuck Greta, dude. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Elena's like stumbling through the woods. Yeah. And she's like, I can't see anything. Yeah. And Greta's like, fire. Like all of a sudden there's just a bunch of fire. And we see the reveal of a woman on the ground. And Elena realizes it's Jenna. And Jenna wakes up like super disoriented. Oh, my God. And she's like, I'm not dead. Okay, wait, pause, pause, pause. What was your reaction when you saw it? Like oh, the first time? Like, I just did remember you expect it? feeling like I was like, oh, th- this is going to be fine. Jenna's going to survive this. Like Jenna's going to become a vampire yeah. now. Like how Caroline became a vampire. It's going to yeah. be okay. Like that's- And everything's going to be. Yeah, because yep. like we can't possibly, like it can't be that like they're just, she's going to die. Right? right. Same. I literally had the same thought process. I was like. No, Plot I was armor. like, okay, this is a great way to like sort of make the storyline like more intense. But I was like, it's fine. Everybody comes back to life. Exactly. I was, <laughs> I was upset though. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I hate Greta even more because she goes, I know. She's in transition. And she gives this smile where she's just fucking so exactly. happy. And I'm like, what do you I have know, to be happy about, so Greta? <laughs> yeah. What? I know. Anyway, we go back to Alaric's apartment and Damon is like, why didn't he use me? He was supposed to use me. And Catherine says, Damon, he said you were as good as dead. What is this, Damon? And he looks down and he sees it and he says, it's a werewolf bite. And she looks at him like, oh, shit. And then the episode ends. (laughs) Yes. So for our listeners uh, who may have forgotten or don't know, one of the rules in the supernatural world now is that the werewolf bite is fatal, fatal. to a and vampire. And we saw what and happened to Rose. Exactly. Yeah. And it is like debilitating and horrible and it leads to like convulsions and it's a horrible death for a vampire with, with no yeah. known cure. Yeah. So no known cure. This episode honestly was very emotional, very a bit too intense, honestly, for first time watchers, I would say. But Ooh. yeah, it's a lot of yeah. um cliffhangers as well. But like sure. definitely one of the top three most important episodes in the entire series, I would say. Wow. Yeah. Well, with that said, Anusha, who are you taking and who are you staking from this episode? Yes. So I have like I, I kind of have to explain myself now because, so oh boy, yeah. Like I hated. It's gonna like, be Damon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So da- with what Damon did with like force feeding Elena his blood, I was just like, no, that is a bad look for you. Don't do that. This is not okay. Like, be a better right. person. But then you know, so I was like, I'm not sure. I don't know whether to take or stake Damon because he did get bitten, and I was like, oh my goodness. Um, and I do love a fictitious bad boy with redemption, redem- like, you know, redeeming qualities. But and this is like For a sure. good example of why we love and hate Damon, I would say. But I think I'm going to uh, stake Klaus for the for the Jenna thing. Ooh. And then I, I'm going to take um, Stefan and Elena. Oh, yeah. I love that. But Damon is like, it was a close take i would say i wouldn't stake him but yeah. it was a close nice yeah. who are you taking and who are you staking? so i'm taking stefan salvatore all the way down the aisle and i am marrying him because i think i think i married him once in season one so actually maybe i'm just renewing my vows to stefan because i fucking love yeah. that he respects elena's choices even like husband vibes yeah, yeah even when he thought he was going to like lose her damon selfishly couldn't yeah. face that but stefan could yeah I love that. So I'm staking Damon, yeah. of course, the obvious stake for not honoring Elena's choices and for almost leaving without Tyler Lockwood when that was his whole plan to begin yeah. with. Like, think straight, dude. Come yeah. on. Bridget, what is the word of the day? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The word of the day is auspicious. Auspicious uh, is an adjective that describes something that is full of promise, showing or suggesting a future that is successful or where good results are likely. Okay. All right. So now we have 60 seconds to write a sentence about this episode using the word auspicious. My sentence is, I wonder if 
the day of the full moon is auspicious or inauspicious for werewolves since Ooh. they turn on that day and you know it's we know that there there's good and bad things to that so that's my sentence love that my sentence is greta thinks everything that happens today is super auspicious for klaus yeah that makes sense and i feel like greta is just such a <laughs> two-dimensional character yeah agreed but i feel like there was so much build up to this you know i was like there's like so many yes. episodes about like people literally dying for her like Yikes. that build-up was not auspicious <laughs> that oh snaps <laughs> double points <laughs> so anusha where can the people find you so my instagram handle is it's me anusha that's i-t-s-m-e-a-n-u-s-h-a i do um regular polls um on the vampire diaries where i tie up the themes in the show with you know real life social issues so kind of using the Vampire Diaries as a vehicle to discuss problematic ideas on the show. But sometimes they're they're not necessarily only problematic. They could also just be interesting and and like popular themes, you know, in just yeah. pop culture themes. So um, anybody who's interested in pop culture, social issues, the Vampire Diaries, just and if you want to participate in the polls, please um, send me a follow request and and yeah you know and I also share the yeah. polls on the Dear Vampire Diaries Instagram profile as well you could also find us on on that Instagram page so yes yeah. that's at Dear Vamp Diaries and that's what we are on Twitter as well and that's also our Gmail Dear Vamp Diaries at gmail.com if you'd like to write in thanks everyone that's all for the last day. I have been your host, Bridget, and Anusha has been our guest today. Thanks for joining me, Anusha. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. And tune in next time to find out what other cool hiking spots Stefan has been keeping all to himself. Tune in next time to find out how Bonnie and Jeremy have been spending their time. Dear Diary, I was hurt. You turned your back on me when I needed you, but I could never hate you. Dear Diary, I'll write her a great eulogy. Dear Diary, your explanation must have gotten lost in the mail, along with your goodbye. Dear Diary, it'll buy you another month of your pathetic life.